You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. Hello and welcome to another edition of New Nintendo Podcast XL. As always, I'm your host, Bran Hoff, and this is Reflections, Part 7, The Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening was originally released for the Game Boy in Japan of June 6, 1993, North America August 6, 1993, and it was re-released on the Game Boy Color as The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening DX, short for Deluxe, back in December 12, 1998, December 15, 1998, and was recently released as a full remake for the Nintendo Switch in... Twenty nineteen on September twentieth. Uh the high def remake was developed by Grezzo, who has released uh um such games as uh the uh Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time three D as well as Majora's Mask three D. Fantastic. Um fantastic uh work that they did. Um so, all right. <clears throat> so, if you listen to the last episode, I was kind of going back and forth of which one I was going to play. And I ran a poll, and somebody managed to make it tie. I ran it for one hour, and the poll tied. Uh, between Link's Awakening and the Oracle of Seasons. Link's Awakening won because I flipped a coin. And if it was heads, it was Link's Awakening. If it was tails, it was Oracle of Seasons. Heads won, so I played Link's Awakening. I played uh, the... I specifically played the Switch version, and I'll get to that more, but my my history with this game is this is the very first Zelda 
I've ever played. Very first. I, I distinctly remember borrowing it from our neighbor uh, across the street. Uh, it was an, He was an adult. Um, and he, uh, he had a Game Boy. Uh, I had a Game Boy. Um, his daughter and my stepsister at the time, they were really good friends. And so, like, we, like, knew each other, you know, like, just through general interactions, like, as neighbors tend to interact with each other. Um, and, uh, yeah, he let me borrow his copy of Link's Awakening. I remember going over and beating it, uh, at, at a friend's house. We kind of played it together in the sense that, like, I was playing it, like, on the Super Nintendo, Super Game Boy, I think, on, was what they had, and, um, I remember being there, um, but it took, a, it for whatever reason, it took a couple years. I didn't quite grasp it at first. I knew that, like, you had, uh, you know, I so I would spend a lot of time just in uh, Mabe Village uh, cutting the grass, as I called it. So I'd just cut the grass and get money um, and just kind of do that over and over again. Um, I went to the forest. I had no clue that you had to – there was a little raccoon – and I didn't know how to get to the first level. Back then, um, you know, guidebooks didn't ex- exist, but I didn't have guide. I didn't have a guidebook. I didn't have any access to the internet at the at that time. Um, this was like, I don't know, ninety six, maybe ninety seven. Um, so I, uh, you know, I just, I, I kind of just played it to the best of my ability. Uh, uh, but eventually I figured it out. Um, and, you know, since then, since beating it, you know, I, that, that, that beating that game was such an incredible feeling. I, I played the original Game Boy, the gray cartridge. Uh, so the black and white one, um, I beat it and it was just in, this incredible feeling of like, wow, I actually beat this, the Zelda game and it, 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 it sucked me in like, I wanted more. And the next Zelda game I played was uh, uh, Oracle of Ages. And then I got Seasons and then played through Rocket Arena of Time. And as you know, the rest is is history. Um, I've replayed play- this game quite a bit um, over my lifetime. I've played it. Uh, I've Somehow I've lost copies. I've gained copies. I remember getting uh, a copy as an adult, as a young adult. Uh, I think I was like 19, 20 uh years old and i i got a copy from this place called mcvan's video games which is no longer in business but i got a copy i had a game boy advance sp so i played it on that uh (laughs) i was working a job at uh i was working a job at uh mw tux which was short for men's warehouse tux it was like a offshoot store that only dealt with tuxedos and um like wedding stuff and all that jazz and so I remember bringing my copy uh, because sometimes there'd be downtime and then I would, I would play it, but then my boss got pissed at me for playing it. Uh, So I would like take not frequent, but I would take some bathroom breaks like when the store was dead and then I would play it uh, (laughs) because I wanted to play that fucking game, Uh, which was irresponsible of me. But like, I mean, it was, there was nobody coming in, nobody coming to the store. There's nothing for me to do. Uh, So I was just kind of hanging out. Um, but yeah, I, uh, 
eventually it came to the Legend of Zelda DX came to the 3DS uh, virtual console. Uh, you could buy it for like five bucks. So over the years, I would play that and replay that. I would kind of play it in conjunction with uh, the uh, Oracle games. So I would play like Wind Waker and then I would play the Oracle games. Um, kind of all at the same time, really, because I was just like, man, these games just rule they were just they were my my some of my all-time like favorite zelda experiences and then when, once they announced the the remake i i immediately played through all of them again back in 2019 um and then the, when the remake came out i played that pretty quickly um and then i haven't played since 2019 so when i wanted when i was revisiting the series as a whole I wanted to revisit the Nintendo Switch version because I only played through that once. There are some quality of life stuff in that version that I think is uh, makes the game a little smoother. Obviously, it looks fantastic. The music is like live and great. Um, I'll get more into all that stuff in just a second, but just like my overall experience is, I, I wanted to kind of relive that experience of like seeing this really nice, you know game and hearing the really nice music and just like I, I think as a complete package I think it's really good some people would disagree um there are some like s issues with frame rate that's mostly been fixed there's a weird so I play this on my OLED switch I didn't stream it so sorry guys uh because I started this uh relatively quickly and I <laughs> I think I started on Sunday and I and I beat it uh today which is a Tuesday uh so it's not a super long game either and I to be honest, playing it handheld, it felt it was fantastic. It looked beautiful on the OLED screen. Uh, so I just kind of did it that way because <laughs> I haven't really had time to stream. Oh, uh, Boise. Uh, but that was my experience. And, uh, you know, having just beat it, um, I'm here to say still a fan-fucking-tastic game this is another Zelda where I kind of don't get tired of it and really just reminds me of why I love Zelda, uh, so much. So this game is, uh, it only has eight dungeons from, from the get go, which this is sort of a, a format that would be repeated in, um, the Oracle games. Uh, the Oracle games take a lot of their DNA, including the look, um, <clears throat> from, uh, Link's Awakening. So, uh, so those games kind of owe their existence to, to this game, but, um, there's eight dungeons. Uh, you are, there's opening cut scene. You are traveling in a storm. You're on a boat. Um, you end up getting struck by lightning. You get shipwrecked. Uh, this woman named Marin finds you. And that's how the story begins. You wake up inside a house. Uh, you find out that you are on an Island called Colahint. Uh, and, you wake up in Marin and Taryn's house. Uh, Marin uh, is the leading lady, as it were. Uh, Taryn is her father, who looks like Mario. Um, and uh, he's obsessed with mushrooms, so definitely like the, he was going for a real Mario. And to be honest, I think this is where Malin and Talon got their inspiration from, was these two. Because like, they definitely are super-duper similar. Um so you find it on this island, you get your shield, you go find your sword. This owl says, hey, 
Um, we need to find these eight instruments to wake up the windfish. Um, otherwise, you won't be able to leave this island. In 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 short, is what he says. So you spend the game going from dungeon to dungeon, getting uh, getting uh, these eight musical instruments. But along the way, you there's not it's you're not just doing that. There's also like little mini games that you're playing. There are like weird uh, people that you're interacting with. At one point, there's a ghost following you who's like, take me to my house. And so you take him to his house. He looks around. And he's like, nostalgic, unchanged. How sad. And then he's like, take me to my grave. So you take him to his grave and he gives you an item. And that's the that's just one of the weird like. There's these animals in the main sort of village. There's, uh, um, there's like these little foxes walking around. Um, there's a whole village called Animal Village that's just full of animals that really love hearing uh, Marin sing. Uh, there's just all sorts of these little weird things and people to interact with in situations. I don't want to get too much into it, but there's so many situations. Um, if you read on the uh, the development of the game, a lot of this game, uh, it was so, it was worked on. Uh, it was uh, Takashi Tezuka directed it. Shigeru Mimo, uh produced it, uh, but the designer was uh, Yasuhisa uh, Yamamura, and uh, uh, Kazumi Tokaka was uh, was one of the uh, uh, was one of the composers uh, for the for this game specifically. And uh, basically, like the whole development is like it's on this. Uh, they would work on this uh, after a link to the past, like kind of just after hours, just like hanging out. Um, so uh originally um they had initially the director uh tezuka was like he wanted to develop a handheld zelda title uh to port it essentially a link to the past but it just kind of became its own thing um and it only really took them one and a half years for them to develop this game um they uh really just like went hog wild too because there's like mario and kirby cameos there's like chain chomps there's like there's a whole ass kirby in one of the later dungeons uh there is um like uh goombas and uh piranha plants and just like a lot of these weird references uh and the uh, tezuka uh, one of one of the things he said is that uh, Tezuka intended the game's world to have a similar feeling to the American television series uh, series Twin Peaks, uh, which like Link's Awakening features characters in a small town. He suggested the characters of Link's Awakening be written as suspicious types, akin to those in Twin Peaks, a theme which carried over into later Zelda titles. Uh, Tanabe created these odd characters. He was placed in the charge of the sub events of the story and wrote almost all the character dialogue, with the exception of the owls and the windfish lines. Uh, so, like, there's this, like, T Twin Peaks is a huge, like, a pretty big, like, influence on this game, and, you know, you think about just, like, I don't know, just, like, if you've seen Twin Peaks, especially the original, like, season, uh, 
first season, like you definitely get an overall sense of like the, uh, you know, the just like some of the similarities and just like the characters. There's this like uh, the shopkeep that you can technically you can steal, which this is as far as I know the only Zelda game where you can do this, where you can steal the items, and they include this in in, in the remake. You can steal the items, and if you go back into the uh, store, he'll zap you with a lightning bolt and uh, you'll die, but you keep the item that you got um, and uh, then people start calling you Thief and that's your name uh, through the rest of the game. And I'm not saying I did uh, steal some stuff, but I'm not saying that I didn't. Uh, not, not in this playthrough, but I have in the past. So, um, <clears throat> which... Like was it did bum me out because of people would call me thief uh, in big bold letters and uh, you know it 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 got to the point where I was just like eh, all right um, but yeah just the overall vibe is is weird and just like not quite like any other uh, Zelda especially at the time this was only the fourth Zelda in the series and so like there's no Ganon. Uh, for the most part, uh, there's no Zelda. Um, you're on this, uh, Colhant Island. So it's like this little isolated area. It's not a super huge Island, but it's very compact. You know, there's eight dungeons. There's a lot to do, a lot to explore. Um, the key differences between this and the remake is that in the remake, they added a, um, this dungeon maker, uh, thing, which to me is like, fine uh but they i don't really know if you can share them online uh i know you can put them in an amiibo and then like take the amiibo to your friend's house and like have them play the dungeons that you make i don't know they it's like a it's like a a concept that they kind of like thought about for five seconds and then like did it and then they were just like okay that's fine um and it's Okay, it's a little annoying because, like, to get some in-game stuff like heart pieces and secret shells, uh, as well as a heart container at the very end of the game, you have to, like, do these, like, dungeon challenges where you build the dungeons uh, out of these tiles and you um, then have to play the dungeon and get through it to uh, get get those items not super long process like you could literally like you i think it takes a little longer to make the dungeon than actually play it you get to essentially build the um you get to like you build it and then you play it and you're usually done like three to five minutes if if that uh for each dungeon the relatively like quick so it's not like a hassle but it's it's just like if you want to keep the flow of the game going but you're trying to get like the stuff then it kind of slows the flow down a little bit, but not a, not a bad thing. Um, graphically, I think both games look fantastic. Uh, the Game Boy game uh, looks solid, especially the DX edition, um, which, but the Switch one, oh boy, does it look fantastic. The only thing that I thought was a little weird is in the screen, there's like on the bottom, it's like there's a little bit of a blur and I'm wondering if it's because, like, it's blurry because you're not quite in the area. So, it's only going to load if you, like, get to that specific part. So, they keep it blurry. I don't know. Weird des decision design choice. Um, there is some frame rate issues where the game does slow down. Um, but they managed to fix most of that. 
uh, I didn't really, me personally, playing on the OLED, I didn't really experience any, like, frame rate issues or the game being, like, really crazy, um, which is nice. The game really is pretty. The music, oh, my God, the music is so fantastic. And one thing I really love about this music, I really love the fact that they, not only did they make these, like, full-on orchestrated, like, fantastic uh, arrangements of, of the music, they also... Um, incorporate in a, in a lot of the songs like some of the original like chip tune uh music so you can hear that in like like the boss theme like you can hear it in a lot of the dungeons like you you it's like it's there so it's really nice nod to like that original music to uh um that they were able to kind of incorporate that within the the music of, of of the game itself um overall uh, art direction design I, I the story is is solid i i really like so the general story is you're supposed to get these eight instruments to wake up the the windfish you later find out that all of this is actually uh and this is a spoiler for a um 30 year old game so sorry y'all if you don't know the how this game ends i i i, I uh this is spoilers so spoilers but you find out it's all a dream and that uh, the island, once you wake the windfish, the island will disappear. Um, and so, uh, but you end up getting all the instruments. You wake up the windfish after fighting the final boss, which is known as Nightmare. Um, you, uh, once you beat the boss, uh, the windfish wakes up and it's like, all right, uh, gonna go go peace out thank you for doing that uh island is going to disappear and then you know it's fine you get to move on and keep keep on keeping on and and that's the game now if you beat the game without dying uh you get a little quick after credit scene uh where you see a seagull uh fly away and then you see uh marin uh sort of like in the sky uh, and she mentions at one point in the game, you're sitting on the beach with her. Uh, she mentions that she would love to be a seagull and like fly away. So it's like it's it's heavily implied that like she got her wish and was like able to 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 fly away, even though she was really just like this figment of the windfish's dream. Like the only real thing that was like really real was Link and the windfish. Like everything else, total total vision of the uh, of the windfish itself. Uh, so, but definitely like a one of my favorite uh Zelda stories like just for a lot of different reasons cuz it's not relying on uh Zelda uh or Ganon um or the Triforce or really any of that stuff uh it doesn't rely on any of that it has nothing to do with Master Sword it's 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 like the, it's it's its own self-contained story and it's just it's really nice to have that in a in a Zelda game every now and again now don't get me wrong i love those fucking gold uh triangles i love the uh i love the master sword i love all that stuff I love, that's why i love zelda but it's it's nice to not always have to rely on that stuff and uh get get that stuff um and but yeah uh overall um my experience with this game fantastic like I, I I can't rave enough about the uh, these games. Uh, I I just think they're so fucking good. They're just so good. Like Link's Awakening, uh, 
it's it's another one of those Zelda games where I could play over and over again. Um, and to be honest, it's this is gonna be a little controversial. I'd probably put it above a, a Link to the Past. Uh, not to say that Link to the Past isn't a classic, and Link to the Past sort of like paved the way for uh, these types of games. Uh, I just I think I just like the vibe of uh, of of uh, I almost said Wind, Wa- Wind Waker of of Link's Awakening a little bit more. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's not, not much else to say other than uh, Link's Awakening is great. If you've never played it, uh, I would encourage to check out the Switch remake. Uh, like I said, there's a a lot of quality of life stuff that I like. Uh, you know, for instance, you can uh, your sword is mapped to the B button, uh, your shield is mapped to the R slash ZR button. Um, the Pegasus boots that you get are mapped to the ZL button uh, or L button. Uh, and so you have a chance to like have two items equipped as opposed to just having like your sword uh, and one other item equipped um, in the original Game Boy version, which isn't a bad thing. I, I think like, uh, you know, the game was limited in that way. But like, I would say check out the Nintendo Switch version. Also check out uh, if you have a Nintendo Switch online. It is on the uh, Link's Awakening DX is on there now. You can play it on the Game Boy, uh, Nintendo Switch Online. I think it's 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 worth checking out. To me, it's a classic. Uh, the, but this new one, just like everything about it, is is really really good. And so, um, highly encourage you check check really any version out. But check if you check it out, check out the the Switch version. In in my opinion, um, and then maybe check out the Game Boy version. It's not. It is not a long game. By any means, it is not a long game. Um, so then that means next up, we'll be tackling the Oracle series, uh, Oracle of Seasons and Ages, and then we will be uh, moving right along to A Link Between Worlds. I am still unsure how I want to tackle these games. Do I want to just play them on my 3DS? Do I want to wait for the Oracle games to hit um, the Nintendo Switch? uh online service um do i want to emulate them i to be honest i'm not entirely sure right now the way i'm i'm feeling is i'm leaning towards playing them on my 3ds kind of same with the link between worlds um and then sort of returning to streaming uh with um the last two zelda one and zelda two um that's kind of how i'm feeling right it's kind of how I'm feeling, but things could change. You know, uh, if I get a wild hair at my ass, I, I might, you know, just say fuck it and emulate all of them and stream them that way. I, to be honest, I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't know what I want to do. And to be honest, I was thinking about this. I kind of want to take a quick little break from Zelda. Um, you know, seven games deep. Uh, we still got some time to get through these games, especially I'm, I'm feeling these, these games are gonna, uh, just, uh, be more bite-sized, quick experiences. So, uh, I kind of, I like, like I said in the last episode, I want to fish Fire Emblem. I want to play uh Metroid more and really get into that one. Um, and yeah, just go from there. But, uh, that's you know, Link's Awakening, Town Ten, play the freaking game. Uh, love, love it to death. Like just, just overall fantastic. Like. So, so, so good. Um, if you want to follow me in all my endeavors, 
keep up with me. You can follow me at Hoff on Twitter. If you want to follow uh, me on Twitch or YouTube, go to twitch.tv slash mythemim, M-Y-T-H-E-M-I-M, or YouTube slash mythemim. You can go there to watch replays of any streams I've done in the past. Uh, if you want to follow the network, it is... Uh, IndieSourceNet on Twitter, IndieSource.com for the website to see all of our all of our wonderful shows. You can go to IndieSource.com slash Discord to join the Discord. All that good stuff and more. As always, I've been your host, Brandon Hoff. This has been New Nintendo Podcast XL. Thank you so much for listening. I always appreciate any and all support. You know, I, I this is like most of my creative endeavors. This is purely for fun for me. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not out to try to, you know, become a famous podcaster or anything like that. I just do this because I like to do it. Uh, and it keeps my, my audio chops up. Let's be real. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I just, I just want to know, like, if you've listened, like, I really do honestly and sincerely, like, appreciate all, all the support in, in any way that you guys have supported me over the last, uh, years. Um, so, um, with that in mind, uh, like I said, Brandon Hoff, New Nintendo Podcast. And as always, we do not have one more thing. Oh, excuse me. I burped. Uh, we do not have one more thing for you. <laughs>